welcome to Bravely Honest, Episode 6. I'm Carrie, and I'm here with Megan today. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year. Um, so today we're going to be talking just a little bit about um, just restoration in the new season that God has brought upon us. Um, we'll just be reflecting a little bit on just kind of the past year and moving forward and creating something new in this new year. So um, to get us started today, we were just going to kind of break the ice a little bit and um, talk a little bit about how our holidays were and what's to come this new year. So um, Megan, Carrie. how was your holiday? <laughs> My holiday was very nice. How was yours? It was good. It was good. We were um, surprisingly um, underwhelmed with the amount of things that we had going on. Um, we were home a lot and we kind of chose to do that, but we, um, my family has a lot of birthdays and parties and stuff going on, um, over Christmas and we stayed home Christmas day and we, you know, we had a couple of dinners and things here and there, but on the day to day, I wasn't really showered until lunchtime, probably most mm. days. And we just, you know, played games with the kids and did a you know, 1000 piece puzzle together as a family. And we actually, it was just really, really nice to have we tried slower days. And like Mike and I literally finished them because I like, I had to finish it. I couldn't let it undone, mm-hmm. but my kids would not finish them. So I sat and put it all together and then took it apart. That was, not, not that was us. Christmas. That was like, uh, that was us too. Our oldest, she will sit there and help. But, um, you know, obviously the almost five year old is not really interested um, but that was really good. And, um, yeah, New Year's Eve, we had a couple of different opportunities to celebrate and we just decided to stay home as a family this year, which was really nice. So we had a couple nice. appointments and errands and stuff that we ran that day. And then we just had a really low key evening at home with a family. And I think most of us were asleep on the couch before midnight, but I did set my alarm and we at least woke up to watch the ball drop. And then I was back in bed. So I was completely okay with that. I was really happy yeah, with that. Yeah, sometimes you need that. Yeah. I didn't I felt like I really didn't get my rest until like the Monday before New Year's cuz I like worked the weekend before Christmas yeah, and then Christmas this time Eve, of year. and then I worked the Christmas weekend after. Um but then that Monday I kind of was just like I'm not doing anything and had Monday and Chris and then New Year's Eve and we did go out New Year's Eve. Well, we went to our friend's house, uh, our good friend's house and um hung out with them and then Really just was really low-key New Year's Eve. And what really stinks here is, like, then the kids, like, back to school, boom, back I to know, work. I know, I know. It's always like, hard midweek. Like I feel a like it's a... in the face. It is. It's a harsh awakening to get you back into things. But, and then, yeah, so are you one to make resolutions for the new year? I mean, I'd like to say no, but I do. Mm-hmm. I, I always do. Um, so, uh, like, I'm on a new eating plan, and I wanted to start exercising again because you know I've been dealing with like a foot thing for like over a year (laughs) that's what we're just gonna call it um I'm healed but oh I forgot my bracelet today that's um I usually Mm. wear a bracelet that says healed um at any rate so Monday morning got up at six o'clock went down to the basement and like we go down the steps we have like a landing and then the steps turn so I did that and then had to go like on my first floor and then do it again to get down to the basement, got myself the whole way down there. And then in my, in my wanting to like really account for all my stuff, I was like, Oh wait, I don't have my Fitbit. I should run back upstairs to get it, to put it on so that all my steps count for the day. Right. Of course. So I ran up, my daughter was getting ready for school. She needed help putting on a necklace. So she's like, mom, can you help me put this necklace on? So I started trying to put it on and I, and also 
not only do I have a plate of running up steps, <laughs> I also have 40-something-year-old eyes. And so I'm, like, trying, like, to see where this hole is to get the clasp hooked. So I was really concentrating on that. And apparently I was heaving <laughs> running up the steps. She's like, oh, Mom, I'm so sorry for for pulling you out in the middle of your workout. I was like, I haven't started it yet. <laughs> it just ran well, off the I said steps. she apologized. I, it was, right? She was nice for 30 seconds. Oh. No, she, <laughs> she was nice that morning. That was nice. So anyways. Um, and technically that counts yeah. as a workout. So I am, am feeling very... Motivated? Out, out of shape is what I was <laughs> going to say. But um, we'll see. I got up and did it again this morning. Good so. job. What time do you have to get up to do it? Six. Okay. That's I mean, I try to bad. do like the 5.30, but unfortunately, I'm like... I don't go to bed till like eleven thirty. Yeah. I don't usually fall asleep till like midnight. So when I was doing the five five thirty, that's too. I early. was not nice after a few weeks. I, I just can't exist on that little sleep. Like I can exist on like six hours. Yeah, yeah, basic, which is probably not the best. But uh, enough about my <laughs> sad woes. No, um, I'm. Do you make resolutions, Carrie? Um. I'm going to say no. I don't think I ever have. um, Never? Like you've never made one? I don't think so. Not that I can remember. And it's funny because if my sister's listening, (laughs) I don't think you do. But if you do, I apologize. I mean, she is just awesome. She's so motivated every year. It's like, I will run a marathon in every state. Maybe not that year. But she has really large goals and she really has a really high success rate at completing them. That's awesome. Yeah. So every, you know, when we used to get together for New Year's Day, you know, we would sit around the table and I was really the only one that didn't really have concrete goals for myself. Um, (laughs) So I don't know what that says about me, but I don't know. I just, I, I guess I don't like to fail and I feel like I would fail. I know that sounds bad, but anyway, long story short, I usually just kind of reflect on the past year. I would say overall, just kind of. I don't know, just more self-reflection of things good and bad that happened over the last year and mm-hmm. um, kind of look more inward as to how I want to carry myself or, you know, things that I'd like to change. So I don't know, two words that kind of stuck with me in just kind of reflecting on the past year have been peace was one and home was the other. Mm. And um, the peace part of it kind of just came from, well, we had talked about that a little bit earlier on in one of our um, early episodes. But I think so often I try to avoid either conflict or bad situations or anything in my family or friendships or anything that is uncomfortable and it's easier just to kind of walk away from it. Not not on a bigger scale, but just kind of avoid it and just kind of keep the peace. I'm not one to like really have strong opinions on things just for that reason. I kind of mm-hmm. want to keep the peace. And I think moving forward is just recognizing that none of that will change. You know, like I can't avoid all of that in my life. I can't avoid negativity. And even with myself, I mean, I'm not pointing this outwardly, but even inwardly too, I can't, I can't change my thoughts necessarily until they happen. And then I can kind of redirect myself. But I think just more an awareness that, um, throughout the ups and downs, like how do I want to respond to things, whether it's my own thoughts or my words or my actions. And again, it's a work in progress, but I really, I would like my heart to reflect those Mm. things and not, um, I can be kind of reactive. You might not think that, but with my family, you know, it's, um, I just get, I can get very overwhelmed. Yeah, of course. Like I just, I react quickly to things. Um, 
and not, not in like terrible ways, but I just would like to be more peaceful and calm. Um, and just recognize again that I can't avoid or run from things. I can't, I can't change them from happening, but just, I would like to just be more at peace with the way things are. Um, and then the home kind of piece, I think I touched on this before, how I just have this longing to be home more, Mm -hmm. to be with my own people and, you know, my husband and my kids, um, just in the busyness and the phase that we're in right now. Um, but I was kind of reflecting as, as a child, as, you know, growing up in our neighborhood, my house, like I grew up in the same house my entire life. Um, my parents still live there actually. Um, and my house was always the one where everyone congregated. You know, my mom always had the doors open. She stayed at home. She always had food for everyone. Like a lot of people called her mom. Like my friends were just always there. And I realized that sometimes I'm, you know, a lot of my friends are more extroverted. I'm not necessarily that way, but I, any invitation, I'm usually up game for whatever. Um, but I just feel like there's just such a calm and peace that comes from being at home. And I think part of my hesitation for doing that more often is the perfectionist piece of it that I want things to look a certain way. And, and I'm just really trying to let the guard down in the new year that I really want people to feel at home and welcome, not even in my home, but with me, like I want them to feel at home with me when I'm talking to them. And I want people to feel I don't want to sound like selfish, like in a weird way, but I want pe- people to leave a conversation with me and feel better about themselves than feel worse about themselves. Like I just want them to feel comfortable and embraced and loved for exactly who they are and not judged and just cared about, I guess. Um, so yeah, that's not really like well, a... That makes my, like, <clears throat> my eating and exercise story sound so... <laughs> no, but that's <laughs> real. Right. And I have to be honest, I mean, New Year's Day, I woke up late. And I was like, Jeff, I'm taking the dog for a walk. And I'm like, I'm going to do this. And I had this fleeting thought, like, I'm going to walk five miles a day. That's my goal. (laughs) And I looked down at my steps and it was like 1.2 miles. I was like, oh gosh, that was like, that was like 45 minutes already. Maybe one and a half miles. So, you know, and again, that, that's just my thing. Like I'll, if I set a goal, it's usually large and then it's just not going to happen. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to take each day for what it was. I took the dog for a walk today. I feel good about that. There we go. So, Yeah. (laughs) But anyway, let's jump in. Um, maybe you can share God's honest truth and just talk about kind of where we're, we're heading today in our conversation. Yeah, yeah let's start, start with that. that. Um, so we picked Lamentations, which is not like um, the most inspiring book of the Bible. Um, but I'll, So I'll read it first. Um, actually, no, I'm going to set it up. So Lamentations uh, is a, about Israel that's being, um, they're in turmoil because they're being punished for their priests and their prophets not um, not obeying God. And so it starts out like really horrible and it ends really horrible for the most part um, about all their troubles and their woes. And then right in the middle of it in chapter 3, it's only five chapters long, right in the middle in chapter 3, um, verse 22 through 24, it says, The Lord's kindness never fails. If he had not been merciful, we would have been destroyed. The Lord can always be trusted to show mercy each morning. Deep in my heart, I say, the Lord is all I need. I can depend on him. And that, again, is from the CEV, Contemporary English Version, that I'm reading it from. Um, And like I said, they go into all all other kinds of calamities then after that, too. Like, it switches right back into, like, but you're doing this, and these people are being destroyed, and this is what's happening to us. And at the very end of the book, um, the next to last verse Chapter 5, verse 21 says, Bring us back to you, 
give us a fresh start. Um, and really the old Testament, I mean, then it goes right into Ezekiel. And so it's, they didn't really get there. It doesn't tell you when their fresh start happened. I mean, throughout the old Testament we're seeing, but really the fresh start came through the sacrifice that Jesus brought when he came, um, and gave his life for us and gave us new life so that all could receive, um, his salvation. So, um, for me, it really just spoke to the fact that I I think that's really what life is. I mean, it's a series of trials a lot of times, and it's about pausing in the middle of them and just remembering your hope. And it doesn't mean that you don't go back to living in the trial. That's exactly what they did. But somewhere in the middle there, they were able to stop and just say, you know, the the Lord's kindness never fails. Right. So I I like that a lot. And I I read a devotional recently. Um, It's just about preparing for change. And I was kind of just thinking about that, you know, in, in the new year kind of realm. Um, and it references the verse Hebrews thirteen eight. It just says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today mm-hmm. and forever. And, um, it's a very simple verse, but I think so often we get caught up in our circumstance that we're in. Um, and I think we let that define us rather than our mm-hmm. identity in Christ defining us. And it's very circumstantial and, um, again, it's like you said, we move from trial to trial to trial, or in this case, um, you know, kind of getting stuck in a season or feeling like that season is going to last forever. Um, and this kind of touches on, you know, just as the weather changes in the seasons of the earth, you know, so our seasons of life change. Um, and you know, we expect those seasons like, right. Winter is now, we know that spring is coming and we have, we have hope that the warmth is there. The sunlight will come, all of those things. And we really should live in a way that we we know that there is hope in the next season that's coming. And while it might not be a three or four month period, yeah. um, there is that hope, and and God provides that for us. Yeah. So that being said, Carrie, like I want what I want people to know is that I don't think that we have to live in this like happy place all the time. Like I I have been wrestling through a lot of a lot of doubts lately, um, and just like I. In fact, I was telling my husband, I'm like, me and Jesus are having some like legit conversations. Like I, and it's funny cause I don't think, I don't think I'm necessarily in the middle of some of these trials or things that I'm trying to comprehend. And yet I f- have just felt this weight and I'm like, God, like, why do you even allow evil to have rain? Like, why are you letting this happen? And how does that not make us puppets and blah, blah, blah. And so I wrestled and have been wrestling in doubt for like the last couple weeks and just having really candid conversations with God. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not saying that this is, you know, the, the end all be all, but here's a couple of things that I've wrestled through and think that God is teaching me through this. Um, one that doubts are okay to have and we need to have them, but we can't sit in them. So I, I did find myself like praying, 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 like having conversations And then I felt this strong urge, like, you can't stay in this battle of your mind right now. Downward cycle. You need to get into the word and you need to get, um, you need to start searching, like tangibly searching for me is what I kind of felt. And then I had this other thought, which is, I think when we struggle with God, when he wins that battle between Mm -hmm. us, we win. Right. But if we 
say that he's lost that battle with us, what we don't realize is that we, we actually lose too. And we suffer through it. And we suffer. And so, um, so when God wins the battle, we win it too. So, but anyways, I wanted to bring up a couple things because as I was, you know, really searching, um, I read a couple things, uh, I'm going to read this one from John Piper. Uh, it specifically is talking about kind of like why, um, why it matters that we go through sufferings and trials and stuff like that. And this was in, uh, let me see what his article, why does God allow Satan to live was the article that I was reading on desiringgod.com. And he says, um, there is more glory that will come to Jesus Christ by his suffering to destroy Satan than by powerfully shooting Satan in the head. Um, he, so he's talking about why Jesus, why Jesus came. Like, cause yes, God could just destroy Satan like that, but he chose to, to send his son to go through this. Um, and there is more glory that will come to Jesus Christ by our sharing in the sufferings of Christ, holding on to his supreme value than if we had been able to say Satan depart and never have another another problem. And I think the reason for that, this is my ultimate final answer, is that the glory of God in Christ shines more brightly when we are seen to be supremely satisfied in Christ in spite of Satan's torments, rather than if we had his torments removed and liked Jesus because of it. So he says, it's when you love Jesus in spite of Satan's torments and through them that his glory shines most brightly rather than when we have life made easier for us by Satan's removal and we like Jesus because of it. Um, And I'd read something else that said, if if God just reached out with his power and struck Satan, other created beings could say he did it because he could not win by love. And so he had to resort to force and fear. Um, And that really struck me because I'd been struggling a lot with like, do you really love us? Like, do you really, if you're allowing all this, do you really love us? And it's like, I do, but I want to show the entire universe how much I love. And so if I win this battle with Mm -hmm. anything other than love, you're not going to, my love won't prevail. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. When you shared that with me, we had a conversation just, you know, Megan mentioned her doubts and, um, can I just interject though, too, how important I I think it is to have friends that you can freely share that with, like someone who's not going to say back to you and you didn't. Like, you shouldn't think that. Or, I know, like, he, I'm not sure where, you know, like, but that you shared that struggle with me. Like, yeah, I, I wonder that sometimes too. Right. um, And walked along with it. So, right. And that's what I was, I was actually just going to thank you for sharing that because I think kind of another one of my goals moving forward is I don't intentionally do this, but I think I, I tend to isolate myself when I do have those feelings. And I don't really, I probably couldn't name one person that I, can tell you that I've consistently shared with. And mm-hmm. that's, I realize that's not healthy other than, mm-hmm. you know, my husband, but mm-hmm. I really do, you know, when I have shared and when I've been vulnerable with, you know, either kind of doubts or fears or worries that I've had, you know, there is something freeing in knowing that you're not fighting this alone and that someone is aware of how you're feeling and they're not going to let you fail or hurt. And that's what God does for us. Yeah. Right. And, you know, just kind of been reflecting over the past, um, just the past year again, you know, we've had some really high highs as like friends and family and, and, all, and even personally, like I've, you know, there's been some really great things that have happened. Um, and I'm so thankful for those. And I, I look back at those times and I'm like, when did I, when was I really in prayer intentionally over and over, like 
thanking God and praising God or even asking God for, um, you know, to prepare my heart for maybe what's ahead. Probably not as often as I should have. But when I look back over the past year for, you know, hurts or fears that I was um, kind of facing or worries that I was having, you know, that's when I was at most in prayer and just asking Mm -hmm. for his guidance and help. And um, I can remember one one night just laying in bed and just feeling so overwhelmed with, um, I don't even, not fear, just, just feeling very heavily weighted. Mm-hmm. And, um, and again, it was just like, my thoughts were just cycling and cycling and cycling. And I felt like, you know, just so alone in that moment. And I just started praying and I, I was just like, God, just please be with me, be with me now. I didn't ask for like anything other than that. Just please be with me, guide me through this, guide me through this. And it literally calmed, like it calmed me physically, it calmed me emotionally. And waking up the next morning, like after several days of like not feeling that great, it really just overwhelmed me with peace. And I think for me, you know, I'm living this life, not just for me, like I'm living it for my children too. So when you have those, and not everyone is, but you know, my personal journey is one that like I need to be my best, like not only for myself, but for my family um, and for my friends. You know, it's not just if you have children, but I look at them and I'm just like, this is why like I need to be whole, like Mm. for them too. And so, you know, kind of when you, when you have those worries or doubts, just how important it is to, you know, not only turn to your community for help, but ultimately just come before God in prayer and know that you can lay it all down before him. Um, I was sharing something with Megan too, um, a book that I'm reading. Let me just look at the author here again. Um, it's called own your every day by Jordan Lee Dooley. Um, and she talks a lot about just letting go of hurts from the past and things. And while, um, I said to Megan, while it's important to, I think, let go and realize that each day is, you have a fresh start, um, and you're new with God each morning. Um, that you can also learn from those things. I don't think you should just completely, um, you know, free your mind of those completely because that shapes who you are and how you react to things. And, you know, that's all very important. Um, but it is healing to let some of that hurt go so that you can move forward. Um, she just talks about, she actually was mentioning a friend with, um, a drug addiction and she said, you know, her, her friend came to her and said, I'm ready to just like, let this go. And so she got rid of all of her pills and all of those things. But she said, in her medicine cabinet, she kept a prescription just in case, you know, just in case she got to a weak point where she needed it. And she just mentions in the book, um, we can't be 99% free and call that freedom. Yeah. We can't move forward through the door of our destiny if we're still holding on to comforts or things we used to compensate for our lack of confidence. And I was just, wow, like, yes, I have never had an addiction to that kind of thing, but just all the comforts in our life where if we're truly going to turn ourselves over to God, it can't be 99%. It can't be anything more than all of it. And it is so freeing to just give it all before God and know that, yes, this, this season is hard. It's difficult. Um, but knowing that there, he knows what's ahead. Yeah. And I, um, in another devotion that I was reading, it talks about the monkey bar, I don't know, the monkey bar, what does she even call it? Um, Anyway, she was, yeah, effect. Yes. Thank you. She just talks about how, you know, we like monkey bars because we know when we let go of that one bar, the next one is there. And so like, it's freeing to know that as that one arm is coming down, the next one is ready for the next thing and how, you know, in life, it's not that easy. We don't know what the next bar looks like, um, but God does. And that's really, really freeing to know that. Well, when we were talking about, you know, kind of the new year and how we would start with, um, 
you know, talking about kind of a fresh start. Um, I think a lot of times there's, you know, even things going around. I mean, I think I even commented on one about what you're going to leave in, leave in the past, right? And I don't think that ever solves the problem, leaving things, because first of all, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, let's right. face it. Like you're not, it's not like you can just get rid of something. It's like you can forgive, but you can't forget. Um, it's always there. And I think for this year, I think the important thing is that you don't leave things in the past, but you set them in, at the feet of Jesus mm-hmm. and allow him to heal. I was watching um, the funeral for Tony Evans' wife and his son had mentioned, you know, sometimes we get really mixed up with our trinities and we just want to deal with the human trinity, me, myself, and I, mm-hmm. and we get really caught up in that. So if if I'm thinking like, I'm just leaving that in the past, if I'm not going to let that just in and we forget that really it's the human trinity or I'm no, sorry. It's really the divine trinity, which is, um, the father, son, and the Holy spirit. Right. And the fact that our God, our triune God is the one that we need to give this to, um, to really get our fresh start. Right. So, right. I think that's, yeah, that's a good point. And I think too, it would kind of diminish who we are as people because every yeah. every past experience in my life has shaped who I am. It, it shapes how I treat people. It shapes how I react to things, mm-hmm. you know, all of those things. So I think it's it's good to let some of the hurt go, mm-hmm. but it needs to be before Jesus and it needs to be um, characterized into who you are because that, unfortunately, that, that defines us just as much as the good things, right. the good things do. All right. Well, I think that's about all the time we have for today. Um, I want to leave you again with the God's honest truth. Um, that was Lamentations 322 through 24. The Lord's kindness never fails. If he had not been merciful, we would have been destroyed. The Lord can always be trusted to show mercy each morning. Deep in my heart, I say, the Lord is all I need. I can depend on him. And I just want to leave you again with um, chapter 5, verse 21. Bring us back to you. Give us a fresh start. And so we um, are looking forward to this fresh start of this year. Um, We're looking forward to talking with you all more. Um, And really just pray that this year brings you a lot of joy and love and blessings in your life. And um, thanks for being listening to us. Be bravely honest. We'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us.